There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I mentioned this on the show yesterday. It was in the newspapers and got developed a little bit more during the day yesterday where you have the European Commission suggesting now that children would be allowed to drive at the age of 16. Teenagers at the age of 16 could get their first driving license and drive their first car once that car was limited to a speed of 45 kilometers an hour. Now, 45 kilometers an hour is just under 30 miles an hour in or around, give or take. Shaken, it doesn't look much different. So say 30 miles an hour in or around 28, 29, 30 miles an hour. So your 16-year-old son or daughter would be allowed to drive the car once the speed didn't go over 30 miles an hour. And the EU is saying this would be a great way to revise the access that young people have to driving. The European Transport Safety Council has said, "Uh uh-uh, lads, no, 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 no. Not doing that. Not dangerous. You can't do that. That's dangerous. Here at home, the Road Transport Authority is also against it, saying that it would lead to a risk of more accidents and more danger on the roads and, and all of that. We need to keep things as they are. I'll catch up with driving instructors later in the program, but from a political point of view, one of the first voices raised, you'd expect it to come from rural Ireland, because in rural Ireland, you do have the situation where, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael Healy, Ray, I can quite legally drive a tractor at 16. Good morning. Good morning, yes, uh, PJ, and to your listeners. Um, Yes, of course, you can drive a tractor legally at 16, and I would have to say, the way I'd word this whole discussion is, it definitely deserves and warrants having a discussion, uh, a general discussion, like your good self and your listeners. And it, I'd be extremely interested to know, for instance, if you were to have a poll today uh, between yourself, your radio station, and your listeners, mm. of what do people think? And... I've no monopoly on being right about anything, but like every person in the country, I'm entitled to an opinion. And my opinion is, we want to entrust our young people. I believe that if you give people responsibility, okay, some people might react badly and misuse or mistreat that responsibility, but other people will uh, will stand up to it and it'll make them better people. Mm. Now, I, I know in my own life, my own children, to be honest with you, every one of them were driving at a very, very young age. What age did you drive yourself, Michael? What age did someone sit you behind a wheel and say, stay between the ditches? Because that's how it was done back then. Yes, it was. I bought my first car, KTI uh, 427, uh, a Mark 1 Ford Escort. I bought it for £45 and it was going perfect. (laughs) But what age were you? I was 11. Ah, go away, Michael. I know, God, no, and I bought it after the late John Lyne, a very kind, good neighbour of mine, and I had it above in the farm, and I, I was driving it at 11, yes, I was. On the public road? 
Ah, no, no, no. Not in the public road. On our own roads above the farm. I see, I see. Okay. And so I, when, what age did you go on the public road? A daughter of mine had her own car when she was 12. Right. And, and like, you know, these people, you, you become a better driver. The younger you, you start driving. I really believe that whenever a young person leaves uh, school, secondary school, I believe that one thing they should have inside in their back pocket leaving that school is a full driver's license and a full understanding of the safety of the, the using the road, using a, a car, and how to be courteous and, and, and a good head about them when it comes to driving, because driving is one of the main essential things in life that a person is going to do. And I can't understand why we don't have it in the curriculum. I have looked for this for many, many years. Well, does that, uh, I know, Michael, to be fair. I mean, I, and I, I like your idea that you would learn the basics in, in school. But I'd also put to you that the curriculum is already bursting at the seams as it is. You can't put any more into it. Every person that has argue, argued against me on this over the last couple of days has used that point. When I keep saying about the education and they say, look, you know, we're overburdened as, as it is. And I, I respect that and I appreciate it. But, you know, a very smart man yesterday, because he made the statement and I agreed with it. I drew down about, for example, sex education. We have no problem in the world and we seem to have plenty of time to teach uh, young boys and girls about boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And Pat Kinney on his program yesterday said to me, yes, Michael, he said, so your point is we're teaching them what they should be doing in the back seat, but we're not teaching them what we sh- they should be doing in the front seat. Mm. And you know, isn't there a lot to be said in that? We have time for everything else, but we don't have time for one of life life's basic skills and that is how to be a good person on the road every school as far as i'm concerned should have a model car and they should be introduced to the workings of that car the simplest things in the world how to change a wheel how to check a car for oil and water all of these things and then obviously the rules of the road and during their time in school especially if you could drive legally from 16 on they would be able to apply for get secure and, and make sure that by the time they do their leaving set, they'd have a full driver's licence. And I think that would be a great way to equip our young people. Would you, would you limit the car to 30 miles an hour? Uh, absolutely no problem. Any restrictions like that to make it different and to make people safer, of course. It, I, I don't know what I compare that to. I compare that to the Honda 50. I've, I've had a Honda 50 all of my life, and to this day I have a Honda 50. But I don't think I ever in my life went beyond 25 or 30 miles an hour on a Honda 50. It'll fall so, apart if you do. Yes, well, like it's like it's like a fast bicycle, right? Whereas I'd be terrified of what we'd call a proper big motorbike because the idea of falling off doing 50 or 60 or mother of God, 80 miles an hour, wouldn't that be life-changing, right? But whereas falling off at 20 miles an hour, unless it were an awful hard to You'd, you'd come away with cuts and scrapes and that it is. So when a thing is limited and when it can only go so fast, obviously it reduces the, 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 the results of if there was an accident. Yeah. But, but I think that rather than you know, cocooning children and saying, well, now, until you're older, you can't sit behind the wheel of a car. And, in other words, wrapping them up in cotton wool, I think that's a lot of nonsense. But I very much respect... But Michael, the, the, on that, on that very point... On that very point, the European Transport Safety Council, by its very name, I would suggest that they know a bit more about health and safety than you or I. And, and they suggest that at the age of 16, you're, you're not ready. You, your anticipation skills, your reactions to road hazard, because you don't have experience. 16, you're just not ready for the public road. 
That's their belief. Well, and look, aren't they entitled to their belief? But there's one contradiction in all of this. For example, our own RSA, our Road Safety Authority. Mm-hmm. I'm never able to understand, and I'm not backwards about going forwards on this issue. They think it's perfectly okay to go on the crusade that they have been on, and they call it saving lives. And and if, if any of their work results in saving one life, I obviously would welcome that. But I've always been critical of them in the following way, that the argument that I've put forward, not just this weekend or last weekend or last year or five years ago or ten years ago, but I've been continuously looking for... Uh, the issue of learning people to drive in our in our schools, I've been raised it. I've never once seen the RSA come out and saying, yes, we should start educating people at a younger age. They seem obsessed with speed, obsessed with drink driving, mm. obsessed with all these other things. But they never ever took on board the teaching of young people. They seem to ignore that completely. And I was always critical of them of that. And there but, are well, they've things- objected to this proposal as well. But I but I'm not one bit surprised. I'm not going to be surprised. And I mean, remember, these are the same people that think it's okay for a person who owns a lorry to get that lorry tested yesterday and and have it, it can be fully passed. And at the same time, they think it's all right for that lorry to be pulled in on the side of the road today and treat that lorry driver like he's a criminal or she's a criminal Mm. and hold him at the side of the road for maybe an hour or two hours and go through the lorry with a fine tooth comb. And it's after having passed the test the day before. And they'll tell you that's in the interest of safety like there's an awful lot of harassment of drivers going on as well under the guise of road safety. Sure, but isn't there also a thing whereby we have to put the image in our heads, Michael, of a 16-year-old driving a big horse of an SUV around the country roads as long as that's speed limited. So you could have a huge big Mercedes SUV, big two-litre gas guzzler of a yoke, and it fellow driving it at 16 because it's limited to 30 miles an hour. Can't be but, safe. But sure, the complete contradiction of what we're just after saying is that 16-year-old is perfectly entitled to drive a tractor with hundreds of horsepower under the engine and he can pull 20 or 30 tons behind him if he so wishes or she so wishes. On the, whole, on the public road? And that's perfectly legal. Well, they can't go on the motorway, but they're entitled to go on the public road. Hmm. Well, so, I mean, that's a complete contradiction of what we're just after saying. If it's safe... For a young person to drive a tractor on the public road, why is it not safe for a young person to drive a motor car on the public road? Michael, we will leave it there. Always a pleasure. Michael Heady Ray. Take that little bit of logic at the end. It is perfectly legal for a 16-year-old to drive a tractor. You have what they call a W license. Perfectly legal for a 16-year-old to drive a tractor on the public road. Why wouldn't it be okay for them to drive a car on the public road, provided that that car is limited, say, to 45 kilometres an hour or 30 miles an hour. And someone is saying here on the phone, and it's true, and I'm speaking in the context of a recent tragedy, and I wouldn't like to cast any aspersions on anybody, but you don't hear about 16-year-olds speeding on a tractor at half six in the morning or half three in the morning. You do hear about incidents to do with cars. And we had one awful tragedy was it in County Galway a few weeks ago at six o'clock in the morning. And they had no tractor, it was a car. And 
we know that there's an awful lot of joyriding going on in Cork every weekend. And, and we're waiting, we're waiting here. The team's waiting, I'm waiting, newsroom is waiting for the morning where somebody would have been killed driving one of these stolen Japanese imports around town. So it's happening anyway. And Michael Healy Ray makes that one point. You can go on the road in a tractor at 16 quite legally. Why can't we make it possible for a 16-year-old to drive a car properly, taught properly, limited in what they can drive and where they can drive and how they can drive? I don't have a view on this. My days of learning to drive and teaching people to drive are, are past me. Sandra. Good morning, PJ. Um... Yeah, um, a few years back, my daughter, um, did it, it was with TY, when she was in TY, the school brought in Drive yeah. for Life, and it was one of the best things that could be brought into a school for kids, because it, it showed videos of crashes, horrific crashes, and it just showed the kids basically full respect on the road, that if you're going a certain, you know, certain kilometres, that basically this is the type of crashes you can have, you know, yeah. going from the, the mildest to the most horrific, and I suppose it taught them respect on the road before they actually went on the road because it could maybe put a little bit of fear into them of what could happen if you put your pedal down. Yeah. Um, but back there when you were saying about the young lads there at 16 driving tractors, um, when it comes to haymaking season, drive a couple of the roads where the tractors are on and I think that will change your mind because some of these young lads oh my god the speed it is horrific they'd actually blow you off the roads so um, you'd be against this would you Sandra this idea no no, I I wouldn't no I wouldn't be against it I think it's a fantastic idea but I think there should be like say the drive for life for instance where it shows respect and that at least at that age they, they have to have we'd say the drive for life done and I think not just for kids, I think for everybody going out there learning how to drive. Anybody that's going on the road should do drive for life. They should be compulsory okay. within learning how to drive because it teaches you so much. Okay. Like, we say, God, I'm driving. I wouldn't even say that at this stage. But when I went out on the road first, there was no such thing telling you, hold your steering wheel in a certain way because if the airbags go off, they could cut your hands off. I wasn't told that. It was my daughter after doing her drive for life told me that. Yeah. You know, we are told hold the steering wheel, to hold the steering wheel, but you're not told the danger of if the airbag goes off, what could happen. I see, I see. You know, if you understand what I mean. But, like, I think drive for life would be a very good idea for schools, every school to bring in, in maybe TY, or, you know, just for maybe the certain age groups that would be going on the road, because, I mean, there's, 16 is in many classes, you know, it wouldn't just have to be TY, but it, it, I think it would be a very good idea. Okay. Um, like, I taught my son how to drive when he was 10, and what? yeah, I, in fields, pulling a horse box, oh, he, gotcha. he's a better driver than myself, like, um, he's, a, he's a great driver, he's waiting out, he passes, hopefully passes tests in, in August, but... I think as well when you teach them young, you know, in a field or wherever, like it's, I suppose it's easier for me to say that I can do that, but not everybody in the city can. I know, I know. But like, 
I know when he goes driving, I know I can trust him on the road. Yeah. Sandra, I'm going to leave it there with you because the line is not the best in the world, but thank you. Great points and very well made. This driving for life thing, I've heard of it. And I also was privileged a number of years ago to MC a session of a road safety authority event at Rochestown Park where we had a huge crowd in from all of the schools. It might have been the same thing. And they had paramedics there, and they had doctors and guards. They put up demonstrations of crashes in the car park. They had a couple of people who'd been through road crashes and suffered life-changing injuries. About a four-hour presentation down at Rochestown Park Hotel. And as I said, I was privileged to be asked to, to host it for them on that day. And certainly coming out of it with some of what the kids were shown... They were shell-shocked, absolutely shell-shocked by what can happen on the roads. So that's a good one. Thank you for that, Sandra. We're talking about this proposal from the European Commission that you'd be able to drive legally on the road at 16 once you had a car that was limited to a maximum speed of around 30 miles an hour. Uh, The European Transport Safety Council is putting up his hand to say no, that shouldn't be done, should not be done. Road Safety Authority here, not exactly impressed with it either. They say it would cause more problems than it would solve. Um, Michael Healy Ray making the point earlier in the programme that, look, you can drive a tractor at 16 anyway. He bought his first car when he was 11 and learned to drive on farmland before he went on the public road. His He has a daughter who does is it his daughter, he said, had a first car at the age of 12. Um, PJ, many people messaging us this morning, messaging to say, what about 16-year-olds driving tractors? Uh, Jack says, this is a good point, any learner driver of a motorcycle who's under the age of 25 can't drive a bike of more than 125cc, so why not limit the cars that way as well? Um, and a lot of people talking about learning stuff in school, particularly during transition year. Let's get the view of a driving instructor here, uh, Darren Milan of Milan School of Motoring. This idea from the EU, Darren, good or bad? Good morning. I, I've mixed opinions on it, PJ, because, look, I'm going to go back, way back to 1998 when I was 16, right? Yeah. And... I was mad to get on the road like any other young fella. I was counting down the days till I got me an owner permit and I had a car on the road at 17. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I ended up as a taxi driver at 20. So I was always mad for road, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, we'll just take out the equation of kids that need to drive, right? I've, I have a young fella now, he's 15 in July, right? Okay. I plan on training him how to drive correctly I told him that he can have my school of motoring car when, when he comes 18, when I'm finished with it. And look, I plan on giving him full training, getting him a full license and leaving him on the road when he has a full license. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I was 16, I remember going to my father going, Dad, I want to get a motorbike. Yeah. And he was like, no way. And if my 16-year-old came in and says, Dad, I'm not old enough to drive... I want to go in, I want to get a motorbike. They can drive a bike of up to 125cc now. A bike like that is capable of doing 120 kilometres an hour. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to ask yourself as a parent, would you rather your 16-year-old be inside in a car with four wheels or on a bike? Yeah. As someone who's and only ever... 
ridden a motorbike once, uh, a nifty 50, too many years ago now to remember, and was so terrified I lasted about 100 yards, I know where I'd want to be. Well, I came off an RXS myself, uh, an RXS 100 a number of years ago myself, and I'm going to be totally honest about it, I'm 40 and my wife won't let me get a motorbike. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's there's not a hope in hell. Like, that's the only thing, like, that I see with learner drivers. Now, personally, I... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Insurance for younger drivers is coming way down. Is it? When I say, when I say way down, no, like, they're talking about 1800 to two grand on a sensible car starting off. Right. But that's down from the fours and fives, like. Yeah. So, like... It, it, and like, it will it, come down quite rapidly. My daughter, when she learned to drive... And she went on the road first with her full license over the next couple of years. She's driving, and she's a fine driver now, and she's driving quite a number of years. I saw it come down. It cascaded over a few yeah. years for her. Well, my private insurance this year came in at 350 which I thought was very cheap. Mm. Mm. You know, like I was always in around the 500 euros, you know. But, like, it came in at 350 this year. But having said that, like, the only thing that I would be... Look, I, I'm not sure about limiting the car. Right. To the 30, 30 miles an hour. Look, you someone could get caught on a dangerous overtake or something like that. But look, I'd be more inclined to say they can drive a car of up to one litre or something or 1.1 litres. Do you know? Yeah. Like, the, the, other adva- the other thing about the speed in the car, and I, I'm not too sure about this technically, but if the, like, yes, if a 16 year old wants to drive my car at 45 kilometers an hour and it's limited to that or 30 miles an hour it's limited to that I just can't flick a switch when I sit in can I and turn off the limiter no you can't and another thing is look there's another way too like the insurance companies put in this box to the cars right like I'm going to be totally straight I'm all for this box because my young fella when he comes 17 and he gets on the road I love to know that I have peace of mind knowing that he can't speed. Right. Like, and like, keeping your kid safe on the road, like, my, like, when I was 17 and I was driving, I was completely unmature. And like, we were all mad for the road. I was one of the McDonald's crew years ago with the bonnet up and all this. When I, it was part of growing up. Mm. But like, Today it is completely different in the sense of, like, 
I, parents come up to me and they ring me for driving lessons and they go, my kid just turned 17. There's a couple of hundred quid, give him 12 lessons. But the problem is to become a competent driver with two types of customers, parents need to actually do the three or four hours a week with the kids and yeah. they're not doing it. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem that we have. Parents think they can throw me a couple of hundred quid and they'll get their license and they can drive on. But they don't want to put in the work. Like the EDT system is brilliant. Mm-hmm. If it's done correctly. You have to sit into you, the car with them on a Sunday morning, take them, take in the city here. Now, I used to regularly bring my daughter up, we still talk about it, up Sunday as well, Darren, up there by the yeah. church. And like there'd be nothing on the road at, at t- half ten on a Sunday morning. But I say, right now, there's a fella going to come careering up that road in a truck and he's going to be on the wrong side, so be ready for him. And she goes, but Dad, the road is empty. Yeah, but you're going to drive as if he was coming like the hammers of hell on the wrong side of the road. You have to do that with your kids. You have to. And like the, the sad thing about it is 70% of my clients don't have a sponsor. My mum won't get insured. My mum's too busy. My dad's too busy. And like we're sitting there then as instructors going, how do you expect to progress? Yeah. Like you, you can't teach experience. Now, I was reading statistics recently and they reckon that you need 120 hours of actual practical driving experience before you'd sit a test. Mm. Mm. Now, in, it, like, in the UK where they take a lot more lessons than they do here, right? the average person takes 45 driving lessons wow. before they pass a test. Now, I reckon here, if if it's done right, I reckon 16 would be enough here, right? They do the, If the EDT system is done correctly over six months and they do a driving lesson every two weeks and they get their three to five hours practice in between mm. and probably four pre-test lessons, the pass rate would be 90, 100%. Mm, they like the vast majority... The vast majority of people that fail their driving test do so because they don't have enough driving experience. Yeah. And, it, and it shows the first hazard that they meet on the road. Darren, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thank you very much, Darren Milan from Milan School of Motoring. I think people would be reasonably, as they say, well disposed towards the idea of 16-year-olds being able to drive as long as it was deemed to be very, very safe. A lot of interesting contributions coming in this morning on whether or not 16-year-olds should be allowed to drive on the public road in a car that would be speed-limited to about 30 miles an hour. This is coming from the European Commission, although European safety experts are saying no, it would be dangerous. The Road Safety Authority is against it. We took a view from Darren Milan, a driving instructor. He would have, I think most driving instructors seem to have mixed views on this, onto the practicality of it. Michael Healy-Ray and Kerry TD believe that in rural areas, and look, he said, they're driving tractors anyway at the age of 16, quite legally, and we're getting a few messages to that effect. Quite safely driving tractors around, so why not let them have access to the roads? It's so much easier for young people to get to work, get to school, to get around in general in places where, for example, there isn't public transport. So there's a lot of different views on it. Anna, I think, Anna, is it one or three? Three, lads, is it? Anna, you are a driving instructor, I think, but you still wouldn't let your son drive at 16, no? Morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Very no. Well, no. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I can see what kind of ideas he has without having a car, so I can't really imagine him driving a car. Mm. Would it not be something that he... Does he want to, for example? Oh, he, w- he would love to. Um, 
I would even say that he's convinced that he can already drive a car mm. without without even sitting in one because oh, it I looks see. so easy when I'm driving them to school. Yeah. I think most but, people think that though when their parents are driving them to school. I remember I certainly thought when my mum and dad was driving me that it, God, that's really easy. And then I sat yes. in there. Yes, but n- no, I, I don't think a 16-year-old is mature enough because you have to be you have to be mature to be driving a car to have consideration of other old users have a bit of imagination of what can happen yeah and i don't think at that age you have any of that obviously there are exceptions yeah there you would have a 30 year old that shouldn't be driving a car mm. but i think 16 is a little bit too early maybe um do it the same way with the as with the learners now they can pass their theory test and drive with parents. Yes. But yeah. definitely not on their own. What about the argument that they can already drive a tractor on the roads at 16? You see, I think that shouldn't be allowed either. Um, 30 years ago, we had different tractors. Now there are massive machines, um, very fast machines, and I don't think that somebody who didn't have passed a driving test should be driving it. Mm. Especially that I worked in Clonacilty before, and I had some boys that were telling me what they're trying to do with the tractors. Yeah. So I just I just don't think they're mature enough to to be driving. There's another argument we made too, Anna, and I'm sure you've come across it, um, teenagers who are driving anyway, um, legal, mm-hmm. Ill- illegally. Wouldn't it be better to set, set up a system where they can learn legally rather than be chancing their arm illegally? Yes, and that's the, that's the thing. Um, driving with the parents, as it is now. Obviously, there are 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds that are driving on their own, which, as you said, is illegal. But people are doing illegal stuff, they regardless. The, the whole thing about having the parents with you, you can see the impracticality of it, though. That if, you know, if you're, you're, you're learning to drive, you're waiting for your test, you're waiting for the very long time that you have to wait for your test, but you can't drive to college because, well, mum has to go to work or dad has to go to work. It's impractical for people who are very close to a test and waiting for a test. Yes, that's why um, I think somebody suggested that a driving instructor could um, write something for RSA that would say, look, this person is waiting for the test, but they're 100% ready for it and they're safe on the road. Mm-hmm. They should be allowed. Maybe do something like that, or like an assessment from a driving instructors. Yeah, yeah. Because of the waiting time. But certainly not have them. Certainly not have them driving at sixteen. You don't think they'd be ready for it, and certainly your own lad wouldn't be. Is what you're saying? To me. No, definitely not. I have three boys, and I don't think any of them would be ready. <laughs> and thank you. Oh wait, one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Or even if they get on the road, they won't be able to afford insurance at sixteen. Says Mick. It's astronomical for teens and for young people. And Darren Milan was making the point earlier, Mick, that it's actually starting to come down uh, for, for younger people. Uh, as an employer, the two criteria I need to fill are proficiency in English and having a driving license. You'd be amazed how many people can't drive. It comes into jobs. It might only be occasionally. It might be short distances. But the ability to drive does come up in the workplace more often than you think. People get taught a lot of things for their leaving cert that they'll probably never use. But almost everyone needs to be able to drive. 
And Kate says not only driving should be taught at school, but basic banking, tax, online skills, PC skills. People are being taught all the wrong things. They end up being useless in the world of work. I don't mean they're useless people, but anyone taking them on has a mountain to climb because they don't have the basics. That's a whole day's discussion in itself, Kate. People walking into workplaces with more degrees than a thermometer and, and they don't know the basis, basics of how to do the actual job. That's a whole, whole broad, broad discussion. Yeah. 0818 96 PJ, I'm from West Kerry when I was in transition year in secondary school, maybe 16 years of age, as part of our school year, we had driving lessons with a driving school once a week for six weeks. We also had a one-day tractor driving safety course and we did a safe pass course. We found that especially living in a rural area, everyone found it advantageous and critical even to learn these skills while they were in school. That's from from Neve. And this isn't signed, but I do like it. A simple rule when you're out driving. If you have a car tailgating you, he's the problem. If you have a line of cars tailgating you, maybe, maybe you're the problem. Yeah. Uh, if you have a car that can only do 30 miles an hour, I think it would be more of a hindrance on the road and indeed be more of a danger to yourself. But great show, thank you. Thank you. 0818 96 96 96. Jean Russell is with Douglas School of Motoring. Jean, I think it's fair to say that, that you have kind of mixed views based on, on your experience over the years. Morning. Good morning, uh, PJ, and good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, this has only popped out of the blue, uh, uh, kind of that we might introduce people at 16 years of age that can go out and drive on a restricted vehicle. There's good points to that, I suppose. There's good bad points to that. I would say, why is this happening? Because people are waiting too long when they're 17. They, they're saying, we better start way earlier because it's going to take us a lot longer. Now, I don't mind people driving a bit earlier. It's fine. Some, you know, it's the same as alcohol. Is someone responsible at 18? Are they not? Are they responsible at 16? Are they not? Mm. It's an open question, right? But... I can understand some of the arguments and some of the points put forward by, by some of the politicians up and down the country saying, you know, that people need to go places, they need to be urgent, they need to go to work, they need to go to school. Yeah. And I can understand that they need to get on the road a bit earlier and I accept that. Um, so it would kind of get people going and make up the system looser, that people are more fluent and gives them more openness. Yeah. But I would say, like... If the system was improved at the moment, I think like that. At the moment, so we say you start at 16, you're there, you're restricted at 45 kilometres an hour. That, that would be the so plan, yeah. You can restrict the vehicle. You don't have to buy a certain vehicle to restrict it. It's like motorcycles. You can say we can put a restrictor in. But then again, it's a lot of legislation. It's a lot of stopping. How do you know the vehicle is restricted? It's paperwork. It's mm. a bit of this and but, a bit of that. But when the young fella sits the into bed, it and yeah. drives the gene at 45 kilometres an hour and then I sit into it to drive to work and to I have to take this limiter off so I have to have some technical knowledge yeah it wouldn't be possible if the, if the vehicle is limited to be limited on let's take an out physically it would yeah. probably need someone to do it it wouldn't be switch on and switch off otherwise yeah. there'd be no point in it yes 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 that, 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 um, that's the first so, technical hurdle like it would be and not only that then but you'd have people on an 80 zone doing 45 
So yeah. you're going to create tailbacks and people are going to be overtaken. So it's going to create hazards as well. So you'd have to restrict areas, you'd have to restrict vehicles, you'd have to bring in new legislation. And you know yourself, by the time we do all that, it's going to take a lot of time and effort mm. and then it's still going to push everything back. Do you think the current system could be streamlined to make it work better? I mean, Correct. you and I have talked before mm. about how damn slow it is anyway. Yes, and that's that's what I would kind of per, per, per se. Look, you know, if a young fellow's 17, you now you say he turns 17, he's doing his leaving in the summer, we'll get him his license, we'll get him out driving. He'll be 18 or 19 by the time he, he's getting any license. But what maybe would be a good idea at 16, they could start like a leaving. You do your study. You do your study at 16, you get your theory test at 16, mm. so you get all your documentation ready. So the minute you're 17, you have your license in your hand, and you're ready to go. Yeah. And the other thing is, if the waiting list wasn't six months, that it was four to six weeks, then you could say, right, he's 17, he has his license, he's gonna learn how to drive or whatever. There'll be plenty of time for lessons because it won't be as busy. I mean, if I have clients come to me and they're doing a test next week, they're priority. So the learner goes back to the end. You know what I mean? You have to push him back. So you give the the person the test priority. That's why learners are finding it hard to get instructors because they're waiting. There's more important things going on. So I would definitely think streamline the system we have, get people out, and so that when they hit 17, they have their license, they get their lessons within a reasonable time, and within they apply for the test, and within a month, they have their test done, if they're ready. Road Safety Authority came out and said no. Crazy idea. They say it will increase the the, the number of accidents. But the point you're making, Gene, is young people are in an impossible situation. They want to get on with their lives. Driving is a necessary skill. Absolutely. And they can't learn it. And especially now at the moment, everywhere is mobile, there's no fixed offices, people need to be mobile, you look at a lot of jobs now, full license, full license, full license, and just people moving out of the towns due to rent and all the rest of it, they need accessible. I have a girl going to coach her now, she has to stay with her brother in town because she can't drive in and out on an L. That law was always there, but it's being enforced now, you can't drive on an L place, so for the first year and a half or two years... Like it's yeah. mum and dad or whoever else happens to be needs to be with you before you can drive even in the shop. That's correct, correct. So I I definitely say right, and you know yourself. I think legislation just I think make the laws we have enforce them, get yeah. them working efficiently, and it would be a lot of less trouble and another kick. We're only kicking the problem down the road. I think with this, it's going to be another year or two before we talk about it, kick it around, get it done. Yeah. Whereas no. Just get down to it, get the head down, get it working, get it out of the way, get people done, and that would be everyone happy. Can I raise something else, Richard, that comes up on the programme from time to time, Gene, through people calling and through my own observations as I commute into work here of a morning? Scooters. This particular age group we're talking about are on scooters. Mm. Scooters that can yeah. go fast, they can go the wrong way down the one-way street. You, we've all seen it. Oh, you've seen it. I've, I'm predicting someone's going to be killed off one yeah, of those absolutely. things. Yeah, there you go. No, I mean, some of these scooters are like 35, 40 kilometers. Yeah. They're quite kicked out. And some people are very good in them. I must give them credit. They have all the high fills and they're very good. They stop at traffic lights. But they're not supposed to be on the road anyway. No, no. I mean, the danger there is anything happens to that scooter or if there's any serious incidents, where's it all going to come from? There's no insurance on their behalf. There's no tax, there's no responsibility, there's no training, there's no safety limits, there's no health and safety. 
you get on the scooter, you do what you like, basically. And that's what we see. But it should be regulated a bit more. Again, we'll have regulations, but are they going to be enforced, PJ? Well, they're not being enforced now. Uh, even this morning, I was coming in. <laughs> even this morning, I was coming in South Terrace. And there's a scooter coming against me. The wrong way, blissfully yeah. unaware of what's going around him. Well, there you go. I mean, that's the roads, Peter. That, that reminds me of my lovely day ahead. I mean, you, you have to be trained correctly. And I mean, it, it all comes down to it. Uh, giving people space and time and giving the young people, you know, I mean, responsibility. You look at 16, 17, 18. I can't say. You get very responsible young fellas at 16, 17. You get very irresponsible people at 16, 17, even the older. So it's, it's hard to put in it. The age doesn't really matter. Mm. I think it's just getting people efficiently once they start, they have a plan and they can put a timing on it. I'm going to do this and by this time next year, if I do my work, I'll have my licence. Jane, have a safe day on the roads. Thanks very much and I hope mind the scooters and the buses and stay all the rest of it and uh, keep an eye out. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye, Jean. Thank you. <coughs> Jean Russell of the Douglas School of Motoring. Corks 96 FM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.